Good morning on Tuesday the 26th. We've got eight plays today, so we better get right into that. They're not all the biggest plays in the world. We're actually going to put five units down on eight plays. So let's look at Miami and Cincinnati. And by the way, this is going to be a pretty short one today. Do a little test there. Miami and Cincinnati. We're going to take Miami on the money line. It's a little bit of bounce back spot. They got ripped by the Reds yesterday. I definitely don't like Hunter Green in this spot. I'll take Pablo Lopez and the better team in Miami. It is on the road, and I could be underestimating Cincinnati. However, I said out of the three, this is a while ago now, a week to two weeks ago, I said between the three bottom dwellers in that division, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Chicago, I felt that Chicago was the best. I did think Cincinnati was probably the middle of the pack and Pittsburgh would be the worst. I think we're getting to that point pretty quick here. In any event... Miami, short favorite, minus 112. Let's move on to another bounce back spot. Atlanta, by the way, that's a half of a unit play. Half of a unit. Uh, typically the plays are one unit, as you know, unless I specify otherwise. So this is Atlanta, Spencer Strider at Philadelphia, Aaron Nola. Now this is, a, I'm going against Aaron Nola, and I'm taking the road team. I do, I do think that there's such an advantage on the team itself, Atlanta over Philadelphia, that I can give up a little bit of a pitching advantage, and it's not a huge one. Aaron Nola is certainly better overall. Spencer Strider, Spencer Strider, a young guy. Nola has not been good in his last five games. His last game was very, very good. Ten strikeouts. Strider's been efficient and effective. He's got good numbers. It's not all about the bounce back. You know that in baseball you can go on some pretty bad streaks one direction, pretty good or bad streaks. You would think that Atlanta's probably streak resistant on the negative side, as good as they are. But anyway, Atlanta is actually a little bit of a favorite here, minus 117 over Philadelphia. I'll take it for half units. Again, these are logical half unit plays, these last two Miami and Atlanta. Given their road teams... Given there seems to be some challenge for them short term, but those are good plays. Now, let's talk about a little bit bigger play. Tampa Bay at Baltimore. I looked long and hard at the under eight in this game. Now, it's opened between eight and seven and a half, depending on which books you're at. It's still seven and a half out there in a few places. So it's a little bit disingenuous for the line to be listed at seven and a half in in steam chasing uh, reporting outfits. So, but that in mind, it's listed as an open at eight and now seven and a half and about 90% of the bets being on the under. So what that's telling you is a reverse line movement. You've got 90% of the bets, but yet the line is on the under, but yet the line moves down. That's telling you money to the other side. But I think that's a, I think it's a fake. I think it's a fake. And as you know, or I hope you know that in baseball, especially early, those lines aren't necessarily that important. If you're talking football, where it's heavily bet, that kind of action, line movement is significant. It's always important to look at, but I think it's a little bit of a fake. I think we're going to see it move the other way. I like the under, but I'm not going to play it, and it's not because of that. I make, I make my own moves. I, I look at all the information I can get. And I absorb it and look at it. And, you know, that's not, again, 
what can I say? I think it's a fake, a fake signal there. But I'm not going to play it because it is almost too obvious. And that's a little bit why we're seeing any sort of sharp action on the over is because it, it's just too obvious. It just looks like an under. And as silly as that sounds, sometimes you got to lay off a game like that. All right, but what I do like in this game is I like Tampa Bay to win. I'm not going to be paying minus 200. McClanahan, he was the second worst pitcher in the All-Star game. He didn't, he basically, he's given up virtually nothing in his last 10 games. It's like one one run a game, basically. I think there's a two in there. Uh, he gave up a couple runs in the All-Star game in one inning. Second only to uh, last night's loser for us and Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers. But uh, we're going to not pay that. And I don't really love the run line here, although that's a favorable spot for it on the road. I just don't like that either today. Baltimore is a pretty tough team. They're really showing something. I don't. I don't want to go against them on, on margin. But I like the adjusted under eleven and a half. So yes, I was I was tempted to take the under eight. But I think the under eleven and a half is about rock solid. So Tampa Bay and under eleven and a half at minus one ten for a full unit. That's the same game parlay. Again, and I'm not trying to shill for these folks, but MGM. And uh, DraftKings are the two places to play same-game parlays. All right, uh, then we move on to San Diego and Detroit. We're going to go a half unit on San Diego to win, paired up in the same-game parlay with under 12.5, minus 115, half unit on that play. Then we'll take LA Angels and Kansas City. Again, I'm fading the Angels. I just, they're in a free fall they stink. They, they stink. Okay. So we'll go with Angel Zerpa for Kansas City over Jose Suarez for the Angels. Kansas City at home. Kansas City in pretty decent form right now for a relatively bad team. Well, yeah, bad. 39-57. They're about as good, good form as they're going to be right now. And the Angels at 40-56, which is just one game better than Kansas City are in about as poor a form as you can imagine right now. I will not be betting on the Angels for the foreseeable future. Maybe when Otani is pitching, they have a chance. Reed Detmers actually did a, he, he won for us. We bet on the Angels and won with it. No, no, take that back. I apologize, that was a game I said you should be thinking about betting on the Angels in this one, but I wouldn't do it. I, I, should, I should almost edit that out, but I just gotta get this thing rolling here. <laughs> so. Just take Kansas City minus 120 for a full unit. Full unit on Kansas City. Next game is Houston at Oakland. Oakland, first five plus 140. Yes, we're going on the dog here. Everybody in the world thinks that Houston will win. They thought that last night as well when they got beat up. And yes, you would assume that a great team, and they are they are a great team, 64 and 33 in the season. They, that organization is really getting it done, and they don't need any garbage can lids to thump on to tip off pitches either to do it, apparently. I don't really like Luis Garcia in this spot. I don't like it at all. And I am a big supporter of Frankie Montas' abilities for Oakland. 
I do not want anything to do with Oakland's bullpen. They are a dumpster fire with gasoline involved. They really are. I just, when Lou Trevino comes out in the mound, it's okay. Bet on the other side. All right, so Oakland first five is plus 140. Again, first five only. Otherwise, I don't have a lot of interest in the game. The total's at seven. That's because, well, it's considered to be a good pitching matchup. And Oakland has a weak offense, although they're actually moving up to the point where they might be third last place here. So look out, world. But, um, yeah, Oakland... Uh, First five, plus 140. You need Montas in that one. He only pitched three innings last time because he was coming back from his shoulder inflammation. Obviously, they didn't want to stress him out too much. I misjudged that one. I thought they'd probably let him go the whole, you know, at least five. But he had five strikeouts in three innings. Seems to me like they'll go probably five in this one. Certainly four. But again, that's another reason to like that first five. That's all factored into that. And that's a half unit, though, because you don't go against Houston too often. I didn't yesterday. It was just a nice game to see Houston lose, is all. All right, San Francisco and Arizona. We're going to take a half unit on San Francisco, paired up with an under 12.5, same game parlay. Minus 105 is all you got to pay on that. As long as you get under 12.5, you've reduced that juice from almost 200 down to 105. Half unit, San Francisco and under 12.5. Finally, Texas and Seattle. A winner for us yesterday on Seattle. And we'll do, we'll do it again. We're going to take a half unit on this. So we're going to split it up. We're going to do a quarter unit on an over and a quarter unit on an under with the same game party. So Seattle and over 4.5 and, and Seattle and under 12.5. Minus 110, minus 105. You're paying virtually no juice in that. Half unit total. You just need Seattle to win. And if they don't, you're not paying the buck and a half to buck 55 that you would have had to have paid with that extra risk of having a four or less as a loser and 13 or more as a loser. And I think there's a very low possibility that, that happens. I think George Kirby of Seattle pitches a good game here. Dane Dunning, I don't know that has he won one game, I think, this year, one game. Not... As bad as that, though. He's not as bad as that. He's not a good pitcher, though. And I do like Seattle in the spot. And that's it. So you got eight plays. One, two, four. Well, nine, technically, if you consider the uh, Seattle over-under split. Nine individual bets. But it's really just eight plays we're talking about here. Good luck.